A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition, the 126th edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. Even though that's the bad guys, we like to think of us, well, not the good guys, just the uh, right down the center of the people guys. We're, I don't know. We're the, we're the people. We're the people. We are the people. We're the people. We are the people. Like we're it. the people. Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa here for a post-Comic-Con breakdown. The headline is, of course, Clone Wars Returns, and we're going to dive into that like we've never done. Dove into the Clone Wars before, <laughs> uh, and a lot of news. But first, we got to catch up. And Jennifer, I think we should start with you because oh, yeah. you didn't go to Comic Con. 
You and found serenity and yeah. peace. You're not I having did. a post-Comic-Con breakdown. I like the way you said that. It sounded like an emotional <laughs> breakdown. <after everything. laughs> no, it was like a more like a Portlandia episode where I was <laughs> sipping wine next to goats. It was pretty magical. <laughs> but I was able to live vicariously through all of you, and it was really awesome. I think my favorite was the photo that you got, Joseph, with the giant porg, right? Oh, Am I yeah. remembering correctly? Yes. That porg was that just adorable. Porg is amazing. Uh, so, so the the huge costume and it had electronics that were oh. making sounds from the various pork toys. And I don't know if you remember one of the pork toys that was available that made that really upsetting noise that yes. wasn't quite accurate oh, to what yeah. was in the movie. Yes, We're like oh ah oh ah oh ah oh and you just like heard that echoing through the halls. <laughs> and then it turns like, oh, no. Here comes the board. Yes, I need a picture with this board. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, your picture's great. Did you see, I did not see, uh, our dear friend Ash Crossan was telling uh, me about uh, the booth where you could get painted like a porg. Not yourself, but a picture would be a portrait would be made of you. They would turn you into a porg. A, a porg trit? A porg trit, <laughs> yes. indeed. I missed it. Didn't have time on Sunday to go back to it. I was hoping I did I was not hoping you got see one. that. No, no. I made mad, two mad dashes through the show floor. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hard to get to everything and even see everything. Sometimes you just see, like, there must be something really popular there because yeah. look at all the people. Yes. Oh, well, here I go. Yeah. It turns out it's like the bathroom line. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. And, you know, we had some pictures up on our Force Center Instagram page. Uh, we took some, some up there of the cool toys. There was uh, the Black Series displays were awesome. A lot of things like that. I will say, if you want some pictures of Comic Con and you weren't there, always go to our friend Mike Black at Mike Black Attack on Instagram because he takes some of the best toy photos. In the business. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's, so he's a beautiful it. toy photographer. Yeah, yeah. I should have him over to, like, take some photos of my toys, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like a pet up. photographer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to remember my babies. Yeah, it was so good, so good. So uh, a lot more uh, Comic-Con adventures we're going to dive into here. I do want to remind you all that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your, for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later in the show, we will do our Force Center recommends. Uh, Jennifer, you from afar were noticing that Star Wars had a had a pretty big presence, particularly on the fan side, just from what you were seeing there. It felt like this year there were a lot more Star Wars fans, podcasters, YouTubers, whatnot, there, which made a really uh, neat camaraderie to see, at least from my perspective. I was like, oh, that so-and-so's meeting up with so-and-so for the first time. Isn't that great? <laughs> but I think that it really kind of created this, this positive energy that I experienced uh, mm-hmm. online, and I don't know if that maybe translated in person as well. Just seemed like there was a lot more Star Wars fun yeah i think the i think starting off thursday with the clone wars that we'll talk about it seemed like any time that any fan react interacted with each other like you could almost hear just fans you didn't know as you walked by like but clone wars yeah i know i can't so i think that really kicked it off in a positive way and i think the fact that there was nothing kind of um nothing controversial just like hey more star wars is Mm -hmm. coming and we're going to talk about them all but all the panels that were just like new stuff new stuff fun stuff new stuff really really contributed to that Mm. yeah it it, there was the the meetups were were there i I unfortunately had invites and joseph and i you know joseph was there you were there friday thursday Thursday and friday Friday. yeah that's right we had the big comedy show friday night which was a blast 
Um, I was there the whole run, but you know, Comic-Con, you can never really plan it other than the one or two three things you know you have to do. Uh, Steel Saunders had a, a, a Star Wars podcasters sort of meetup, fan meetup we couldn't attend. Uh, and uh, I know Jason Ward making Star Wars and those folks, they graciously invited us to a spot. We couldn't, just one of those things, you're running yeah. around. And we had our Force Center meetup. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah. We, we shared some nachos with some fans. That's right. And it was a, just beautiful to see so many different Force Center t-shirts in the wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. To take pictures of all of them. And a uh, <laughs> particular shout out to uh, the people who showed up like Shaler, Tony, Kenny, our secret agent fan. Yeah. He's doing some amazing things in, in hacking technology we can't even really talk about. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we had some great hacking talk. Uh, I also wanted to point out in particular another cosplay that uh, I saw, which I don't know what the official title of. I'm calling it Kylo Kitty, but it's an all pink <laughs> Kylo Ren with a little Hello Kitty button on the belt. Uh, <laughs> or not button, uh, a bow on the belt. Oh my right. gosh, I love uh, it. Yeah, and uh, I, I tweeted it in a wrap-up so uh, of Comic-Con, so if anybody wants to see it, you can go on my Twitter feed. It got added to a Twitter moments oh, I'm about retweeting uh, that right SDCC now. cosplay, so mm-hmm. it's been getting a lot of retweets. So uh, thanks, to, I just saw this all pink Hello Kitty inspired Kylo Ren and like, please may I take your picture? And yeah. just a, a nice little voice came out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then just amazing, perfect Kylo Ren yeah. pose. So that was great. Yeah. Uh, I That's a Kylo Kitty. I One of my favorite ones I was, I was just passing by was Clone Wars Obi-Wan. Oh, nice. And they had oh. made the beard uh, out of something, something you crafters <laughs> use, Jennifer. So it was like, uh, it was like that animation. <laughs> it was walking animation. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. And it was really nice, really cool. Cool. And with the like armor made out of like vacuum form and <laughs> yeah, rice krispie treat or it something. Was, it was that Obi Wan armor, everything, the nice. hair. It was it was really good. And and uh, I, you were great, Joseph. At, at like, hey, may I take your picture? I get so self conscious, even though that's kind of the deal. Yeah, yeah. you deal. know, we dress we dress up, take pictures, don't touch us. That's the deal. <laughs> I, I can follow all of that, but I, I, I wanted, I almost wanted to stop him, but we were walking fast the other way, so I didn't get to. So yeah, it's if, nice. If you're out there, that's a good, good, good costume. Yeah, it's it's really nice how many people are like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I got a picture with another um, wise master Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I want a collection. This one had a porg peeking out of his robe. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh my gosh! As a former as a former cosplayer, I can say it feels good when people ask yeah. to take your photo. It's like, oh, you like you like my costume that I worked on that so. you worked on for hours. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Or not. I once met a uh, I was going to say a toilet paper stormtrooper. That's not right. Uh, a cardboard stormtrooper. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, I just threw this together, but it looked great. Looked great. Yeah. I chose my T-shirts, and that's all I did. <laughs> you chose them well. Chose, you chose wisely. Chose wisely. So it's a quick look at what happened at Comic-Con, but we have a lot of news. There was some pretty cool bits of Star Wars news to come on out of San Diego Comic-Con. Some quietly expected. Some completely caught uh, the fandom and even the media discussion world by surprise. So let's dive in. Jennifer... Take us to the Star Wars news. Well, a ton of news came out of the Lucasfilm Publishing panel at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Joseph, you were there, so we're going to ask you some questions about that. I can't wait to hear. Uh, We learned that author Claudia Gray will be writing a new novel called Master and Apprentice, set before the events of The Phantom Menace. This thrilling new novel stars Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi on a dangerous mission for the Jedi. 
on the Marvel Comics front, there will be a 30-issue maxi-series hmm, that Ooh. journeys through the entire <laughs> saga. I just read that in a different way, sorry. Uh, maxi-series. Maxi-big is the series. Through the entire saga with Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance. But the book that was the most talked about is Queen's Shadow, written by A.K. Johnston. Here's the official description. Padme Amidala served Naboo well as his queen, but now she is ready to begin a new chapter in her life. Then the newly elected queen asks Padme to serve Naboo in a new capacity as a senator. With the help of her devoted handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity beyond the queen's shadow. So that will go on sale next March in 2019. Now, mm. uh, you know, this reminded me, Ken, didn't you talk about this last episode that you had heard rumblings of this Padme novel? <laughs> yes. First of all, that description, I'm glad the book's going to be so much uh, different than what that description sounds like. It sounds like Padme's back on the streets and she's got a fun, like a, like a weird <laughs> mid-90s HBO show. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. So here's, here's, yes, yeah, yeah, this is how sometimes news comes. But rumors maybe... S- Eight months ago? I don't know. I was still working at Collider Video when rumors of, of a young, quote, young Padme book. Now, I wouldn't call this a young Padme book. It's it's, it's post the film, you know? Right. A younger, I guess, than Revenge of the Sith is all you could say. Um, we had done a... Ray Aura, who worked for Collider at the time, too, did a mock-up cover, and it was based off the Princess of Alderaan cover. Oh, cool. And we put it up there. I got a message from someone on a Facebook page or something like... Hey, hi, big fan of the show. Uh, My friend is designing the Padme novel cover and thought you guys had an advanced copy of it. And (laughs) it was really weird. And and until I realized, then he realized it wasn't his. And so, you know, that you could take that as a grain of salt. Like that could be anyone, anyone could say anything online, but it seemed legit. So we were like, oh, interesting. But time went by. We didn't hear anything. So uh, Wednesday, no, excuse me, Thursday morning at the con, I was walking by the Delray booth. And a guy, Tom, he's like one of the assistant editors over there, Derek, goes, hey, Ken, love listening to your shows, love the stuff, nice to meet you. we shake hands, and we're talking, I'm looking at the Thrawn exclusive, and I go, hey, where's my Padme novel? And he stops and goes, what, uh, <laughs> what are you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said, hey, you know, big news coming tomorrow, so, you know, I text Joseph, you know, ah, we're going to be there, but Joseph was our reporter on the ground who actually yeah. Yeah there for that. Yeah, it was great. The audience, of course, uh, erupted into applause. I was really, really happy. I really wanted this news because like we talked about last week, at this point, they have novels for so many of the leading women characters. I wanted the Padme one. It's thrilled that that happened. The panel was great. It was run really well. Uh, I wrote it down. It was Michael uh, Siglain, I believe. Lucasfilm creative director and that was really interesting because he seemed really involved and it was this panel of I think like 10 different authors so most of the panel was just going down the line and talking about their projects and then the reveals uh, happened I think uh, oh and then Mark Thompson who does a lot of the audio Mm. books did a great he was dressed as a jedi and did a great live performance of like the first chunk of the thrawn alliances the oh, excerpt cool. of palpatine giving the assignment to vader and thrawn so that was Ooh. that was really good like theater of the mind like <laughs> very relaxing he's very 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 good great uh, impressions and then he did like some fun examples of his han voice and all that um but I thought it was really interesting that the Padme novel is by E.K. Johnston, mm-hmm. who is on the panel, who's also done 
the Ahsoka novel. Right. So it was like, that's because you could go like, oh, Claudia Gray has had this relationship with Leia. Let's have her tell the story of her mother. But to give it to E.K. Johnston, who has this relationship with Ahsoka in the prequels, mm. I thought was really interesting. Uh, and then the Claudia Gray thing was just a just a button at the end. Oh, mm. wow. Because they just they went down the line and they talked to everybody about their current projects. And then they went back and did some announcements. And if the authors were there, talked a little bit about what to expect. Mm. Um and then obviously Claudia Gray wasn't there and like, like, oh, by the way, do you want to know one more thing? And the audience was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Packing up their bags like, to leave. This, is, like, <laughs> this has been plenty. And then it was uh, just, yeah, like it was just the title and, you know, like just Master and Apprentice. That was I, it. Wow. Yeah. There, I think it was really like, do you guys like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn? And everybody's like, yes, of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we be here if yeah. we didn't? Right. Uh, yeah, and just just dropped it. So, yeah, that was that was really, really interesting. I think um, mm. all all one of the most remarkable things about being in the room is just that all of the authors are charming. Mm-hmm. And I they bet. were all, you know, because sometimes you go to a panel where it is not professional speakers, Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like some of them are charming and some of them are like I, I'm a great writer but I don't know how to talk to people yeah. every single writer was charming and funny and getting laugh yes. lines and zings and uh, yeah. my friend uh, and friend of the podcast Jody Hauser yeah. that mm-hmm. was uh, an, the announcement of that comic book Right, like yeah. it had not been announced anywhere else, and they let her do it. Oh, cool! <laughs> so she's right. like, I've never announced a comic on a panel before, but here you wow. go. Uh, so yeah, it looks like it'll be really cool, and it was mm-hmm. really obvious how much uh, prequel stuff is going on. Yeah, it was not highlighted or underlined in any way, but it was just like, hey, by the time we're all done looking at all this, yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah. The only other tidbit that I thought was really interesting for for people who are are deep into the Star Wars bubble was uh, Charles Sewell yeah. talking about wrapping up Poe Dameron, mm. okay, and talking about going a little bit past the Last Jedi, mm. and that explaining exactly why the rest of Black Squadron wasn't around with uh, with Snap and just Pava, right? And in particular, that the story is is it's wrapping up its final issues is about them looking for allies in the galaxy being. Not as supportive as anybody thought, and allies mm-hmm. that Leia thought she had are suddenly, after the destruction of the Hosnian system, maybe a little <laughs> reticent. And like yeah. that was yeah. really interesting. I don't know if that's just a story that's going to be in the years in between, sure, episode eight and episode nine, or if that's going to be the story of episode mm-hmm. nine of like, nope, that's great. <laughs> it's the twelve of us on the Falcon versus <laughs> the galaxy. Mm. I like that obstacles, though obstacles yeah. and stories. Yeah, it's lots of really interesting stuff. Wow. Well, at that same panel, I yeah. believe, came this other announcement that this October, Star Wars is getting into the spooky spirit with a new five-issue comic book miniseries called Star Wars, Tales from Vader's Castle. The series will feature fan-favorite characters spanning the Star Wars saga, including Hera, Kanan, and Chopper, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Count Dooku, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and even the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. How can this be, you ask? Well, <laughs> the concept for the series is like a story within a story. So, for example, a rebel ship crash lands on Mustafar, not far from Vader's fortress, and as the crew survives monsters, stormtroopers, and worse, they tell each other stories to help raise their spirits. So the series will maintain that family-friendly vibe so that even young readers can get into the spooky spirit. We saw this story within a story device used in the, what was it, the Luke Skywalker? Legends, the Legends, of, Legends yeah. Legends of Luke Skywalker. So I think this is a really cool idea. What, what Did you get any more information at the panel about this? Yeah, so this is part of the, uh, 
what has been like sort of the younger line. Uh-huh. Of, that's why it's by IDW and not Marvel. It's the Star Wars Adventures. Mm. Uh, it's written by Kevin Scott, who is uh, super charismatic. I got to meet him at the Gallifrey One uh, convention because he's also he's a British. So he also likes Doctor Who because oh. all people from British, <laughs> from British, all British people all love people Doctor Who. Uh, all people from British. That's what they're calling it now. <laughs> their country, their land. We are British. Uh, anyway, exactly. That's exactly what he sounds like. Hello, governor. Yeah. Uh, he said governor like 72 times. It was a drinking game at one point. No. He is super British. charming, and I always want to highlight, he's the guy who wrote the Time of Death Obi-Wan short story in From a Certain Point of View. Right. Uh, right. Which is great. So yeah. he's done lots of different stuff across Doctor Who and Star Wars. That He's really got a, uh, this great sort of skill level of, I can write for younger, I can write for mature, I, you know, he's mm-hmm. just kind of a consummate writer, writer's writer, and he was so in love with this idea. Uh, mm-hmm. He's clearly a fan of horror. And interestingly, the uh, person hosting it, uh, Michael Seglane, was also super excited. Like, mm. this was discussed, this comic was discussed a little bit longer than other <laughs> things it, it felt like because people huh. were they were so excited about it right. and Jennifer I've been waiting to tell you this yes mm. this guy Michael was like um, so the each each issue is one of the stories that's being told leading up to it, the final issue which is the heroes actually confronting Vader in his castle oh wow but the Ewok issue he said like I really wanted this it's basically the Wicker Man with Ewoks oh my god he's like and now that I've admitted that that I wanted that to happen, I'm probably going to be fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh That's amazing. Yeah, so it's a cool Ewok news, but it's also just cool to see that investment from this Lucasfilm creative director that he was clearly not just like, Ugh, here, I yeah. got to do this panel. Like, he was involved in all of these stories, had relationships with all of these authors, and was yeah. really excited about story points. So again, it's looking behind the curtain when sometimes fans worry about, like, is Lucasfilm just this big, cold corporation that doesn't care mm-hmm. and yeah. and it's so cool to see like the more higher powered people being super nerds about the ideas exactly yeah joseph was explaining this vader's castle book to me i think at the comedy show we were yeah prior to the comedy show <laughs> and i was having trouble understanding a little bit like okay it's some ghost stories or something then he showed me like the cover yeah of the ewok one and then i was like oh that's terrifying i get, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> i get it it's like ewok hunt on battlefront yeah Scary, scary. I love it. And we've been talking about playing with different genres, and here they are tackling kind of the horror genre, but in a family-friendly way, which is something I can get behind since I am a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just saw last night as, as, as we recorded this, I saw uh, A Quiet Place for the first time last night. <gasps> so I, I am, one, being very quiet, two, jumpy. So this, <laughs> the Ewoks would particularly scare me right now. Yep, yep. Now, you also went to this next panel as well, the Hasbro one? Most of it. Okay, Most great. It. We can talk about that. So let's get ready for Force Friday. Get your wallets ready because Hasbro is releasing a ton of Star Wars toys later this year. As far as Black Series figures, oh boy, there will be a six-inch General Veers, Imperial Patrol Trooper, Moloch, and Fisnest, Leia and her Hoth outfit, Rio Durant, and for you Rebels fans, uh, there will be a Black Series Ezra Bridger and Chopper. For the three and three quarters line, there will be several figures from Solo, including L337, Val, Beckett, and <laughs> Databank Brawl Fighter, Quay Tolsite. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. awesome? Uh, there are many, many more, but I will stop there because, you know, 
we have a podcast to do here. Um, <laughs> did it seem like there's a lot more figures that they announced this year than in uh, previous years, or is this pretty typical? You know, I haven't I haven't been paying as much attention to know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is more, uh, they said some interesting things on the panel about the volume of figures that they're going to release mm-hmm. and how much it is dependent on how things go. Ah. Um, so this one was before the publication one. And I got there in line a little bit late, so we got to, like, within 10 people of getting let in, because this room is not that big for all this Star Wars news, all in room 7AB. And then they have this policy of, like, oh, if one person leaves, another person can enter. So I got in a a little over, uh, a little before halfway. Okay. Um, And a couple really interesting things is that they talked about distribution, they put a slide up, and it has it was all these stormtroopers lined up on Death Star, and then it said distribution. Whoa. And again, they were they were charming and funny and really honest, and it was like, we are making these things for you to buy, and then you go to stores, and they aren't there, and you can't buy them, and you're mad. And we understand. We would like you to buy things, <laughs> and obviously, there's some stuff in between you, the fans, and us, the makers, and we are doing everything we can to address it. And we just mm. really wanted to say that that we understand and we feel your pain because it's our pain too. So that was really honest. So then I got there in, in time for the um, unveiling of the vintage figures. Ah, right. And that was really cool. They let uh, fans do it. They gave cards to fans and they had oh, fans guess cool. like, who's it going to be? And then they revealed it and they're like, there's an Amphis Nest. That's really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, getting really nitty gritty in details for older fans about like which there's a new vintage stormtrooper and they're like we're going to use the rogue one helmet i think they said because you like that the best but we're going to use this body i might have that reversed wow you can google for the details uh but then there was also just a a real uh, awareness and presence of of kids too Mm. and that was hands down the best part so the the q a at the end and plenty of adults got in line and said when are you going to make x when are you going to make y and they kept saying well, we can't reveal that, but if we did, it'd be really cool, right? Oh. <laughs> and they're very clear about, like, we have a convention schedule and we need to reveal things at every every convention, so we can't right. reveal everything now. But the kids, one kid came up and he's like, when are you going to make uh, Six Inch Han and Chewie from Solo? And then they all kind of looked at each other and was like, we, we, we did. Oh, <laughs> and then the kid no. was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and he left. And another kid was like, when are you going to make play sets? I want you to make more play sets. Like, this gift, you make more play sets. And like, cool, what do you want to see? And the kid thought for, like, a, a fairly long time. Yeah. And he's like, um, Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> and they really danced around that. And eventually I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a six-inch six scale inch Death Star. Scale Death Star. That's I want that now. That you can live in, yeah. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it was really cool uh, to see the announcements, but also just see... Uh, that fan relationship and the balance between being for adults and for kids still. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Nowadays, we've talked about it before. It's like you get a kid a toy that it's almost like punishment. Like you know, <laughs> I, want, I want the video game. I want I want the the, the phone game. But yeah, they're beautiful. The, the designs now are getting so much better. The facial technology, yeah. the facial. Uh, whatever they call it, uh, Mike Black will tell you. Um, so I've seen some of them on display, like the Hoth Leia. You know, that's like it's my favorite version of Leia. And I'm waiting to grab yeah. that one. Uh, the Veers, uh, seeing the Val up close, the Beckett mm-hmm. up close. They had the train sequence on display. They had a like life like, to scale train sequence. Yeah, it was really cool stuff, man. And 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 this and the three and three quarters, which is mostly your focus. Yeah. Is, 
beautiful collection. It was like it was. I felt like old times. I had them all on display. Like it was like old Kenner days. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Wampa where you can take his arm off. Yes. And the Wampa's <laughs> got a little bit of blood from eating the Tauntaun. Oh, oh man, that looked great. Uh, wow. Putting out another solo pack with yeah. uh, with uh, uh, Kira in her Vandor outfit. So yeah. great. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Well, this, I don't know if this was announced at the con, but this is more exciting news. The Millennium Falcon is coming home. As of September 14th, you will be able to own Solo, a Star Wars story, digitally and on Blu-ray DVD on September 25th. It will also be available on demand on the 25th, so if you still haven't seen it yet, now is your chance. However, the new home release is definitely worth buying because it's packed with bonus content that takes us behind the scenes on the making of this Star Wars story. Some of the bonus content includes a roundtable discussion with director Ron Howard and the solo cast, an in-depth tour of Fort Ipso? Ipso? Ipso, I think. So yeah. yeah. The bar where scoundrels, droids, and creatures come together to play Sabacc, a featurette on how Phoebe Waller-Bridge brought L337 to life, and deleted scenes like uh, more from Proxima's Den, and a snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> that one really caught my eye. What, what in the world is that? Uh, so now, Ken, I know that you always have a movie going on in the background, a Star Wars yeah. movie. Is this going to be a part of that rotation? Oh, I actually think Solo might end up being the most watched Star Wars movie for me in the background because that's what I, I felt like Rogue One is, but it's serious, you know, like dark, but Solo's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is a perfect Saturday chores, uh, sitting down, working on my website type thing in the background where I can just look up, check in and feel like I'm easily pulled into the Star Wars universe. I can't wait to have this in my hands. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited for this. The Fort Ipso thing I think I'm most excited about because I like to see the weirdos up close mm-hmm. and I feel like just like on that last Jedi with the seeing more of the Cantobite creatures yeah. be able to see you know full therm scissor punch <laughs> the full <laughs> therm scissor punch yeah. that's amazing yeah this one looks really good I'm excited do you think with that round table yeah do you think we are going to get more The Force Awakens, relatively clean and safe mm. behind the scenes, or are we going to get The Last Jedi rip the Band-Aid off a little bit mm. with a with Ron Howard talking about his movie experience? Are they just going to like like Han, <laughs> like Harrison Ford's broken leg? It, according to the bonus features, <laughs> didn't happen. Never right, happened. Right. I think it's going to be like. Uh, the fifth season of Arrested Development, the episode <laughs> where they have uh, Ron Howard and the family, the Howard family uh, picnic. It's just going to be cheery and happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe a slight reference here and there. Okay. I think it's going to be fun. You know, I, I love the Hollywood Reporter roundtables where they have the actors and directors come yeah. together. Those are so good and juicy. I don't think we're going to go that deep. <laughs> it's a you know, rollicking good time. So. <laughs> Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. That, oh, actually, well, should I, should I do the final bit yeah. of news? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> the one that got everyone the most excited. So, apparently, campaigns do work sometimes because the Clone Wars is coming back. At the 10th anniversary panel for the show at Comic-Con, Dave Filoni announced that the beloved animated series will be returning with 12 all-new episodes on Disney's direct-to-consumer streaming service. To refresh everyone's memory, The Clone Wars ended after five broadcast seasons, just as Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, but the show was never officially finished. A few post-season five episodes were later released as, quote, The Lost Missions, uh, which naturally left a lot of fans very upset. So Dave Filoni is thrilled to be able to finish the series with storylines introduced in the original series, which explored the events leading up to Revenge of the Sith. The show will see the return of Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan, Captain Rex, and of course, Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pen drop. Mic Pen drop. drop. Yeah, it is really amazing. I thought that there would be some new content because of one tweet from friend of the show, Stephen Stanton. Right. Where he oh, said, hey, yeah, maybe there'll right. be something exciting. Right. And I kind of felt like that's not going to be just like a pin of Captain <laughs> Rex, you know? <laughs> I, so, but I thought it would be like maybe they're going to flesh out one episode or yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be something small. Yeah. This was really amazing to me. This was a complete surprise to almost everyone in the media discussion world, which is really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that story I said earlier of someone writing me, oh, the, 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 my friend's working on the, the cover. Again, true or not, we don't know. But that happens all the time. I had not heard one bleep or blip of this. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I was checking in, getting my badge, and Wednesday night turned, and it's, and it's Daniel Kennedy for Lucasfilm. Was in char- he puts on Celebration, and he was getting all the badges for everyone in the panel, and he had just that look of, <laughs> hey, Daniel. <laughs> He's like, hey, panel, going to go good tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I just want it to be done. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. We're going to oh, be great. Wow. But nothing, no no look in his eyes. Uh, this, this, and, and I love, in this day and age, Joseph Jennifer, that with this, we can have a surprise again. Genuine surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This was, what was it? Last week we were talking about, "Ah, maybe we'll get a clip from Resistance. Never imagined that this would be happening. I Yeah, I thought that was possible but seemed weird, right? Because it's Clone Wars and let's look back and that's... Right. But I just, I didn't assume, I just, I don't know why I didn't think this was as possible as it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, I think maybe we can we can talk more about that, uh, about how or why and all that. But uh, I mean, it it was an amazing experience. I didn't I wasn't in that panel Thursday. I was busy. So Thursday was one of those days of like, I don't know what's going on at Comic-Con because I'm at Comic-Con, which often (laughs) happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, thanks to the fans who tweeted at me that was a really cool way to see it of like oh I have a a, just a little bit of actual uh, Wi-Fi coming in uh, you know and then I, to yeah. see it on, on a tweet of hashtag Clone Wars Save. And like, what? I, I couldn't get to the panel. I was heading over to the Black Series Rebels panel, which was shortly after, but we had a pre-production meeting. So I, I found out walking over. Yeah. Like, ooh, look at that, look at that. Amazing. Wow. Exciting. So we're going to, uh, as, as the news draws to a close, Jennifer, that's going to be our main topic, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. This is it. All right. So before we do that, we do want to recommend a... A book from Audible. That's right. Download your free audio book today. Go to audibletrial.com slash force center. And our recommendation of the day, Joseph, is Ahsoka, because it ties into the news in a couple different ways. Written by E.K. Johnston, who is writing that Padme novel. And I think that novel 
that first chapter of that novel is a guide to what to expect in The Clone Wars Saved. Right. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. I actually intend to reread maybe even the whole book because I know Thrawn's coming out and you know, you got your homework to do. But I, yeah. I, I, you're right. I want to reread that beginning because I, I think I didn't fully appreciate it or understand it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can have a little like, what did I miss? What did I miss? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we are here to talk about that big news, the Clone Wars is back, Clone Wars saved, there's a lot going into that, and Joseph, take us through this wonderful story. Yeah, so first I just want to start with celebration, because I think uh, we are talking a little bit about the vibe of, of Comic-Con, and I think Clone Wars being saved was just an explosion of joy, mm-hmm. uh, and when I got back to my hotel later that night, I was finally able to actually watch the trailer. And I had been expecting, like, to see a little clip of Dave Filoni going here. And then it said, Clone Wars is back. Yay, 12 episodes. And I was treated to, I think, an amazing trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start by just talking about the actual trailer itself. Yeah. Were, you, were you both sort of blown away by it? How did you feel about it? I was. And I was not expecting much. I was in the midst of, you know, dealing with, with my daughter and a lot of things were happening where goats. I was. And goats, <laughs> yes. So when I first sat down and watched the trailer and I, you know, I heard I heard the voices and it, it reminded me of Rebels. And it took me a, a moment when the, that explosion goes through mm-hmm. the helmets. That was yeah. when I was like, oh, this is the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. This, is, this is a different kind of show that I really got yeah. into because it is not just a kid's show. Not to say that Rebels <clears throat> is either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just it's just a little bit different. And then, then, of course, seeing Ahsoka at the end. It was really exciting. And it was exciting to see how much excitement there was about the trailer online. Yeah. That got me pumped. Yeah. Ken, how did you feel or react to the actual trailer? Well, once I got to see it in full, because I think I saw just the clip that ends with, you know, Anakin, like, Rex, what do you got me? What did you got us here for? Whatever it is. And then Bo-Katan and Ahsoka turn around. So I got that in. I didn't see till later, much like you said, Joseph, you go back to your room, you're like, what did I miss today? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was beautiful. And the voices reminded me of that Rogue One teaser trailer from Star Wars Celebration in 2015. And, you know, uh, I love that the animation is back, not yeah. just the show, that they're right. sticking with that style, the voices. I love James Arnold Taylor did about a minute video on his YouTube channel, which you all should subscribe. He puts some great stuff up there, inspirational stuff, too, not just Star Wars stuff. And he has the Obi-Wan beard now, or more like the Luke beard now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he made it this little mark. He's like, I heard the news and I was I was stunned into silence. Like Obi-Wan in the clip, because he doesn't say anything. <laughs> but clearly he's going to be doing Obi-Wan again. And uh, I, I, I thought it was artistic and beautiful and, yeah. and chilling. Yeah. You know? I thought that in particular it was just, uh, it, it was very Star Wars in mm-hmm. that it had that weight of the past. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in particular that ending with so much of the power of this is that you know the depth of this relationship mm. between Anakin and Ahsoka. You know it from the past, and you know where it's going in the future yeah. with uh, Rebels. And just that, you know, people get concerned about nostalgia in Star Wars, but this was such a great example of like the power of knowing these relationships and knowing these characters. And then mm-hmm. that beginning with hearing all of the clones. Yeah, hey, Jennifer, you I hadn't thought to compare it to Rebels, mm. but Rebels uh, is a less violent show. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Even when violent things happen, they happen in a sort of subtle or off-screen way. Right. Even when Ezra 
lets that Trandoshan miner uh, burn to death. <laughs> I, get, he, I thought he was a Trandoshan, maybe not. But yeah, it, it just yeah. kind of played off screen. You watch people burn and scream <laughs> on the Clone Wars. Yes, and, you do. And I think one of the biggest and most relevant, important things about the Clone Wars is the clones are not just sci-fi objects. They mm. are people, mm. and yeah. they matter in that beginning with reminding you of all of these different clones that you know, that you like, that you care about, that are distinct. And then watching them explode and die just reminds you of like, yep, it's space fantasy, Mm -hmm. but there's weight to this story. There's weight to these characters. There's weight to your relationship with these clones. Mm -hmm. There's wars afoot. There's wars afoot. (laughs) Yeah, it's so powerful. So well done on the trailer. I mean, normally we would do a whole episode on the trailer. On the trailer, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But we're going to move on. I want to frame uh, our discussion of what we think might happen or what we want to happen in these future episodes. I just want to talk a little bit about our history with it because I realize I know we've all watched it, but I don't really know your stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Jennifer, what is your story with watching Clone Wars? I did not get into it immediately. It took uh, it took a lot of fan excitement, and then actually going to a special screening that they had in Hollywood of the Night Sisters arc oh, wow. for the first time. Because I, I know, here I go again. I was like, eh, it's kind of a kids kid show. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I'd watch I think an episode. I was like, eh, I'm not really into it. And then when I saw those episodes, you know, with a bunch of children there, I was like, holy shit! This is like so much darker <laughs> than I ever imagined. And then I was questioning him like oh, these, these are very young children who <laughs> are witnessing all this craziness um but that really got me into it and got me looking forward to the episodes and i have a spotty history towards the end especially a lot of things were going in my life personally so i kind of felt like i i need to do a little bit of a rewatch. yeah um but there are so many great arcs and so many great characters asajj ventress uh padme in the clone wars ahsoka tano who really developed as a character which initially with as snips yeah she was really i didn't mind her i thought she was really cute but boy did she evolve into a a complex and fascinating character because of ashley Eckstein and her great performance and of course Mm. the writing so yeah it's it became a favorite of mine and it's it's so interesting to see fans who have like this this is their star wars mm-hmm. this is what they are most passionate about yeah that's really cool yeah. yeah ken what what is your journey with the clone wars uh didn't see the movie in the theater and with august 2008 and it was i i i i don't know why I, you know i don't know why i i just uh, call it a little burnout from the fallout of the prequels i was still dealing with that and like what those meant to me and how it changed later on Versus like, okay, I think I've had it. I don't want to, I've had enough of, of Star Wars in the sense that the six films are my stories and I'm going to, I'm going to shut myself off from a little bit. <laughs> Cause again, I say, you guys hear me say all the time, I'm, I'm not an Eve legends fan. Um, and I just, it was like, it was too much for me and I didn't know what was going on. Now I'd seen a clip of it with a little known guy named Dave Filoni explaining the walkers cl- climbing up mm. vertically. Oh, yeah, and I remember thinking, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, you know. George was talking, but then the reviews came out and it was ripped apart. And so I just put it in my rearview mirror. The, the The series started. I do remember watching it right away, but again, it was you know because that order release issue. I yes, was, I wasn't pulled in until, and it's very early on. But it is the arc of the what Malevolence is that the ship? Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a three episode arc, and I remember about maybe the middle of the second episode going. Oh, this is this is like Star Wars. This mm-hmm. is this isn't droids or Ewok adventures from the eighties. Right. 
<laughs> which which was part of what I yeah. thought was going on because mm-hmm. I didn't watch those either, really. And that's when I got hooked. I remember something with Plo Koon, and I'm just like, dude, the, the Jedi from Sith, man. Like, yeah. I like this. I didn't know this guy. Like, I like this guy. Yeah, his weird, right. cool voice. And it just yeah. grew. Uh, yeah, James Arnold Ch- Taylor doing that as well. Plo Koon. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so growing with the character of Ahsoka, going back and seeing the moving and going, uh, some of the little R2Es and everything like that. Not that Star Wars can't be cute yeah, or can't have personality. But, but there it, was a lot of cute. There was a lot of cute. Even even they talk about now. Eckstein and Filoni will say, "Whoa, she fans did not like her." Um, <laughs> and and watch it grow. So so yes, there's some silliness. There's Mieber Gascon. There's a lot of things. The Riff Tampson's one of my least favorite <laughs> Star Wars characters. There's all that, but there's this wonderful world. And I think it to know later on that a lot of it came from George's vision. Yep. One of the moments. Uh, uh, earlier Comic Con, I cherish, but I regret was me and a drunk Matt Key accosting Dave Filoni at a party <laughs> and saying, "How's it feel, man? It creates something better than the prequels," and like having Filoni kind of like, "Thanks, man, cool," and he was sweet, and, and but I was an idiot because I and Filoni, Filoni had to keep this secret. I guess he couldn't say, "Well, you know, a lot of this is from George." Yeah. And it's a lot of it's just the me. ideas of the prequels yeah. and more fleshed out. Yeah. yeah. Drunken and idiot Comic Con, but we've grown. We all should be allowed to grow. So, yeah. anyways, that's my relationship. Love it. Do you have a single favorite character or arc or even style of show? Because it is in some ways an anthology show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the, 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 the big battles, the big battle. I mean, yeah. you guys know I love my War Over Lore. Uh, the big battles. And Ahsoka became my favorite character. I liked the way they handled her story because the whole time you're wondering, especially back then in 09 and 10 and everything, you're like not thinking any other movies are ever going to happen. You're not thinking, and you're like, well, how do we know Ahsoka's not even mentioned in Sith? So how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. And I loved how that ended up happening. Yeah, that's awesome. Clone Wars for me has been, was the lowest of my Star Wars fandom and I think in some ways the highest of my mm. Star Wars fandom. Huh. It's like, for you know, we talk about our Star Wars experiences coming from different ages. Yeah. Ken, you and I come from a certain age where 2005, Lucas went on his, that's it, I finished the story, it's done. Yeah. That's what that's what all of the reviews were. And then a few years later, this kind of excitement bubbling about maybe a live television show, getting into right. new material. Right. And then the reveal of the Clone Wars was sort of like, oh yeah, but I forgot to tell the <laughs> actual Clone Wars, which is the whole reason I did this. And I kind of forgot, I'll go back for it. So you, you're going into the movie with that perspective. You're not, that's a real different perspective than I'm like, I'm eight and I see something on Saturday morning. Yes. Right. And the, uh, uh, the cute stuff didn't bother me too much, but mm. I saw the movie in the theater. Yeah. It felt a little repetitive. Uh, the Kevin Kiner score before I got to fall in love with it felt like it's just John Williams, but off right. in the theater. Now I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Zero the Hut just broke me. Oh, I loved Zero. <laughs> that, I loved Zero. That voice was so wacky. I know. So wacky. I, I can Zero. I can do it now, but at the oh, time, so awesome. yeah. at the time coming from, hey, I still really like the prequels, but mm-hmm. everybody else, almost everybody else I know doesn't like them, and it, it's impossible to have a conversation about what I liked about them because people would just be, Jar Jar's voice, the Nemodian's voice. Mm-hmm. Zero is so doubling down on those criticisms that I was hearing all the time. Yeah. Like, Did right. you think the Nemodian Audience were dubious. Like I still don't know why Zero the Hut's voice is offensive to me. It just so sounds like it should be. Yeah. I don't know what group of people or <laughs> culture yeah. it's is being mocked, but it feels like a culture is being mocked. I yeah. see, I see. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it just it broke me. Yeah. And then uh 
I, I started to see like the mall action figures in the stores. Mm. And uh, when I early in living here in Los Angeles, you know, once it was all on Netflix, I was like, you know, I'm going to dig in. And I, in the first season's a little rocky with some of the cute yeah. stuff, but then I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I think everything with Obi-Wan, Satine, mm-hmm. Maul, by the time I got to Darth Maul mm-hmm. fighting uh, uh, Pre Vizsla oh, with the yeah. dark saber, I, I literally paused it and was just like, I, do yeah. people know this is happening? Yeah. Right. This is everything that many people have ever <laughs> wanted to see in Star Wars. Do people know it's happening? Yeah. Uh, and, and to wrap up my recollection, that's what got me really excited about thinking about, I really do like the prequels. I like this whole era. I like all these ideas. Yep. And then when I had met Ken and he's like, Hey, you want to be on Jedi Alliance? He's like, sure. And he's like, what do you want to talk about? I was like, I want to talk about how much I like the prequels. <laughs> and in many ways, my reintroduction to the Clone Wars yeah. is what led to all of what it is happening in my star wars life of you know yeah becoming friends and uh, partners with you ken yeah it, it, yeah we, we owe it to the clone wars that's right no it, it, it's true and yet and, and whereas you helped uh, even my understanding of the prequels grow the clone wars did that for a lot of people too. yeah um and filled in the gaps but in an, in, a, in, a, in a wonderful creative way um they have fun again star wars can be fun i've i've started to really love ap5 singing in space <laughs> when i didn't love it initially so that's part of it too and and like the saw guerrera and stila guerrera oh, yeah, uh good. arc stuff mm-hmm. i mean it's this is dark themes dark stuff uh the clones finding their chip yeah palpatine fighting maul and savage opress you know yeah. the night sisters this just great stuff that for a lot of people Younger, younger than us now. That is a lot of their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can never uh, say it enough. There is a Gamorrean clown at one point in yes. the Clone Wars. <laughs> There's so many great details you forget. There's a Gamorrean clown in that great Ahsoka Ilum arc. All right, so uh, we're going to move on to discuss a little bit about what is next. Uh, on Patreon, uh, Casey Key wrote in and had a good summary of kind of the complexity of what we're talking about because it's not like we didn't know what was going to happen. So uh, Casey says, after the news of Clone Wars series continuing, do you think we will see the completed story arcs that we saw on StarWars.com, such as the Utapau arc, Bad Batch, the showdown between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, etc.? Do you think the arcs already fleshed out in the Son of Dathomir comic book and Dark Disciple novel will be made or left to the book and comic? So Mm. for people catching up, this area of time is kind of interesting because got that last season on netflix right and then you have two that bad batch arc in that crystal crisis on utapau mm-hmm. you can watch yeah the animation isn't finished but you can watch on starwars.com mm-hmm. son right. of dathomir is very important mall stuff uh and then the dark disciple is a very important assage ventress stuff so some of these stories have been finished and the cad bane boba fett arc has been talked about in conventions mm-hmm. so what do you what do you guys think this story is going to be do you want it to tie in some of the stuff that we already know mm. has happened <sighs> my, my gut instinct is i don't want particularly the books and the comic mm-hmm. that was done so well by christy golden and i forget the author the son of dathomir adaptation let that live i wouldn't mind seeing some of the other stuff but with only 12 episodes i don't want to get bogged down in a four episode arc on Utapau with you know, some, some Kyber crystals. I yeah. I, I, get me closer to the events of revenge of the Sith. However yeah. you can do that. Okay. 
How about you, Jennifer? It's got to fit with the story. Otherwise, it's going to feel shoehorned in. If there was two seasons, I would say, yeah, fin- finish yeah. the Bad Batch. I mean, it's almost done if you watch it. It's pretty, you know, obviously it's rough. But as far as like the books, Dark Disciple was originally written by Katie Lucas, and I would love to have seen that on screen um, in this show. But I just think that that story is is done, and I'm not going to revisit it. So whatever fits best for this little capsule of 12 episodes is what it's got to be and that some fans might be upset by that because yeah. i know a lot of people are like you need to do this you need to do that <laughs> and it's like look yeah. uh, you know yeah it's up to dave filoni at this point yeah i kind of feel like if they were going to do if they had the time and the money to just do we're, we're going to do the the season we planned right mm-hmm. fair enough but i kind of think that either they'll just leave uh the Utapau arc and the Bad Batch alone. Yeah. Or maybe do a great thing of like, yeah, those all happen. They're canon. If they ever give us more money, maybe we'll go back and finish them. Right. But we just, mm-hmm. we assume that you as fans know that that happened and we're going to use, like there's a character from the Bad Batch that's in the trailer. Okay. When those yeah. Clone, the yeah. clone hunter mm-hmm. is in the trailer. So that seems like either they're going to tell that story or they're going to assume that you know that story has been told. I would right. like it to live in canon behind in the rearview mirror of just like, yep, that's, yeah. this is something. Mm. And yeah, you said it, like, we think we're getting one ep- a season. Now, I would think if it's successful, Disney would want to do more, but how does that affect your storytelling? Exactly. Right. If Filoni tells a story that runs right up to seconds before Revenge of the Sith, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. We can go tell other stories in chapters, but uh, yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, right. yeah. And I think that he is going to, the whole team is going to tell the story up to the second of Revenge of the Sith. I think the last shot is, uh, you know, yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin zooming in and maybe something else with Ahsoka. Uh, but uh, Filoni has also talked about what was going to be the final arc, the Siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for fans who aren't all cut up, uh, I think a lot of this is ab- all it, all about Maul. Mm-hmm. Because the Son of Dathomir comic tells a story of him having his Shadow Collective reduced uh, you know, in, in the Clone Wars proper, he's captured by Palpatine. That is a ruse by Palpatine to get to Mother Talzin and eliminate her once and for all. That's kind of right. the story of mm-hmm. Son of Dathomir. At the end of Son of Dathomir, he's running back to Mandalore. And then at the beginning of the Ahsoka novel, right. we are learning that uh, Ahsoka has teamed up with the clones, with Anakin, to defeat Maul once and for all on Mandalore. Right. And then Anakin has to leave. That's Right. That's right. That, so I feel this like is why I need to read that. Again. Yeah, I need to read that. So I feel like that. I feel like in some ways, like that trailer that is like, "Ooh, what's going to happen?" Yeah. But it, but if if you're all caught up to date on all of the machinations of Maul, yeah, that trailer is just explicitly telling you, "Hey, she's with Bo-Katan. Right. Maul is on Mandalore. Yeah. This is the big final battle that Anakin has to leave to go rescue Palpatine at the beginning of Sith." It's, if it's not the whole 12 stories, it's a big part of it is the final defeat of Maul on Mandalore. No time right. for Riff Sampson's... Uh, <laughs> Riff Tampson. Riff yeah. Tampson. <laughs> no knows? time. And his cousin Riff Sampson. <laughs> uh, no time. And that's good. No, I think you're I think you're right. The Bo- Bo-Katan presence there, uh, the timeline, and Dave knows that timeline more than anybody. Yep. So yep. I think he wants to finish that. Now, tell that story there. Jennifer, you're a fan of the cute stuff in the the, uh, and I don't say that in a in any sort of derogatory way. I am I, a fan of the cute stuff. I, there's some of the cute weird stuff I really ended up enjoying on yeah. the Clone Wars, but 
I think what makes the Clone Wars unique is sometimes it's like, did you want to see Darth Maul fight a bunch of Mandalorians? Cool. And then other times, like, I don't care what you want. Here's Mieber Gascon right. leading a droid troop for <laughs> 87 episodes. Yeah. I don't care. It's our show. We're going to do what we want. Right. Um, do you want to see some stuff that is more uh, belligerently cute? <laughs> no, I don't think I, I don't think I need to. I want them to tell the best story. I want it to be unexpected. Now, didn't they show at this panel some concept art of, of Maul having a showdown between Maul and Ahsoka? Uh, I think they have in the past for sure. I don't know about this specific panel. I, I didn't I have time to, to read it up on it. But they have, they've talked ex- extensively about this at different panels and right. shown artwork uh, for things that didn't end up happening. Right. So I'm imagining all that stuff that they've been talking about yeah. is what they're going to be incorporating in this show. They have a very specific vision for what is going to be the best story. I don't need to see cute. I, I, don't, I like Zero the Hut. You know, he's fun. Those <laughs> elements of fun. But we have, it's, it has to be so compact. You right. don't have time. Yeah. Uh, unless it's part of the story. Right. And they find, I don't know, pork. I mean, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it all began with Rada the Hutlet. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. Rada, is, Rada. Uh, Rada. Over the years, Rada has become a, a hut. You could give me oh, one more Jar Jar episode. Yeah. I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. And have Ahmed do the voice again. That'd be fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are there particular characters that you want to spend time with? Like, obviously, I think it's going to center on Ahsoka a little bit because ultimately yeah. Clone Wars is a little bit of Ahsoka's journey. Definitely. Um, but, and obviously Obi-Wan and Anakin and, and the clones themselves. But a lot of other characters were central yeah. who haven't resolved. Uh, we got, like, Palpatine, Dooku, R2 and 3PO sometimes had their own episodes. Characters on the Jedi Council, uh, Boba Fett. I would like to see a little bit spent because they did get, they did start get into uh, Padme, Bail Organa, Mon Mothma. Ooh, some of the early formations leading up to the events of, of Sith, where a lot of it was cut from the movie and, and mm. it was, the Clone Wars had some of that stuff. Um, a little, an episode or two there, you know, I know you're not going to have time for a lot of the, the politics going on. And also, um, taking a little bit, I wouldn't mind. I don't know the from Labyrinth of Evil, the the, the non canon yeah. book now, because uh, it does go up to the Battle of Coruscant, and and the Jedi Order, the Jedi Council, trying to figure out who this Dark Jedi is, who this Sith Master is, a little bit. So maybe Mace doing a little detective work. I don't know, trying getting mm. so close. Yeah. And then it's too late because the war's, you know, really going on in Coruscant. That's, That's a great good. point. We yeah. meet Padme and the Jedi in Revenge of the Sith, disillusioned and and pushed to a point of really questioning everything. So right. I think there is room to see, like, how did they get there to that point of yeah. truly doubting Early, early stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. How about Boba Fett? Uh, so Cad Bane and Boba Fett, uh, a Boba Fett arc has been described where he would go yeah. up against Cad Bane. Yeah. Boba Fett's story seems so unresolved in the Clone Wars. Uh-huh. Would you want a little bit of Boba Fett? Do you want to see him teen teen armored Boba Fett? I want to see Cad Bane. <laughs> I, I like Cad Bane. So sure, if Boba Fett's a part of that, why not? Yeah. <laughs> our, our friend of the show, Van William, out on tour right now. His first headlining tour. Catch him. Text me. And I just text back, Aura Sing. Yeah. Aura Sing, buddy. Maybe we'll get some Aura Sing. Maybe yes. a glimpse, maybe a little bit. I wouldn't mind. Again, we have 12 episodes. 12 episodes, but uh, the bug, you're right. Joseph, the Boba Fett arc, just kind of, we don't know where it goes. We know it's where it ends up down the line, yeah. but right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I personally, I would like to see that arc resolved. I want to spend yeah. a little bit of time with all the characters, but I would like to see the Boba Fett arc resolved. 
Do you want to see Maul's trajectory towards solo setup? Yes. That this yeah. to me is what is most exciting, just because I really fell in love with Maul on the Clone Wars, seeing him literally, you know, rise from from the garbage, so to speak. <laughs> and Sam Witwer's performance of Maul, it yeah. makes him just so juicy. He's a juicy villain. And so <laughs> I, I want to see how he kind of emerges again <laughs> and yeah. is able to become uh, the leader of the criminal syndicate or whatnot. You have, with that Siege of Mandalore, if that's kind of the end and we know he's defeated, I think we're going to lose a little bit of that timeline issue, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. but having him getting into that character with Whitworth's performance and everything and having it not set up directly, you know, like we're not going to f- fade in on Dryden Voss going, hello, right. I can help you, I've got a team, <laughs> nothing like that. Right. Um, but knowing, uh, having it make sense of from here he goes there. Yeah, exactly. to know that, that like, okay, the Shadow Collective is falling apart, but I'm going to put aside some resources for... A second. If we could show like second his try at this mm-hmm. vision board of like, <laughs> I want to run an organization again. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be interesting to see uh, how much time we actually spend with Maul. I want to talk a little bit about its connection to Revenge of the Sith, because that mm-hmm. is part of finishing this. It's finishing the story of Clone Wars, but the story of Clone Wars has, I think, in Filoni and Lucas's mind, always been get to the opening shots of Revenge of the Sith which means there's opportunities to recontextualize Mm -hmm. episode three. Uh, Mm -hmm. We see this a lot where people kind of go back, even Lucas himself, and like, I want to make this make more sense. Like Yoda's arc of uh, discovering Qui-Gon within the Force. Like, I want to make this make more sense. Do you want anything in episode three in particular to be dealt with like Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship, uh, Mm. Palpatine's scheme, like his moment where he's like, you know what? It's just about time to wrap up the Clone Wars. I think Anakin is ready. He's primed. I'm observing him with Padme. He's ready for the take-in. Padme's death. Yeah, I think that's the winner for me is is a little more with Palpatine and why he felt it was the end, why he felt it was time. Mm. You know, because what was his end game? It's sometimes, um, it's to me wonderfully kind of confusing how much was planned from Palpatine, how much was... We just go with this, yeah, and see what's going on. Okay, well that happened. You know, yes, we talked to the evil. Yes, yeah. and, you know, I love. You know, one of my favorite Padme moments is her telling Sheev, "Now I'm heading back to Naboo," and him kind of having to adjust. And I like a little bit more on Palpatine and and what led him to go. Ding, ding, ding. Grievous, we're doing this. Yeah. As they say in wrestling, we're taking it home. Let's finish this match. <laughs> that is some uh, kayfabe, right? That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's break, what... break the kayfabe and figure out what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as what Grievous and Palpatine are doing. Jennifer, is there anything that you want addressed? You know, this is this gets a little tricky for me because then I think if you're if you're if you're reconnecting contextualizing things. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. It's, it's interesting about the Padme's death. Yeah. They could make that, <laughs> my opinion, better. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how? But how? Yeah, you I know, mean... How I, would they do that? I would have to brainstorm, but I do trust Filoni because I feel like he's done this in the past well. And honestly, George Lucas, like we we're talking about all of us, mm-hmm. uh, not all of us, many fans were concerned about Ahsoka being like, how could Anakin have that important of a relationship? Right. And mm-hmm. it turns out, oh, it's it's great. Yoda knows that he has a problem letting go, so he wants him to train a Padme, or train a Padme. Train a, <laughs> train a, train a Padme. Train a Padawan. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, we, yeah. they say in the country British. Yeah. Uh, full of malapropisms today. Uh, but she ends up being like so important mm-hmm. to the character of Anakin 
I feel like all of Anakin is recontextualized because we get to see him as the kind big brother mentor figure. Yeah, we don't right. in the actual prequel yeah, movies, right. we don't get to see him in my opinion. moments of that kindness. We see more of the danger in the edge. And all of Clone Wars gives us this sweetheart Mm. with a dark side. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I really trust, and even Obi-Wan's guarding, uh, in Rebels, Obi-Wan's guarding Luke and Obi-Wan coming around to the idea that Luke is the chosen one. That's a recontextualization of a ton of Star Wars. Right, right. Um, Mm. But it, it works really well. So I feel like, the other thing Clone Wars has done is super weird dark magic. Yes, yeah. I love the dark magic. With, you know, Night Sisters, Captain. Mother Talzin is dead, mm-hmm. but Palpatine's always doing weird yeah. Sith things. Mm. Uh, one of the uh, abandoned arcs has to do with the, the Sith temple that's underneath the Jedi. So if yeah. you wanted to go and say, like, yeah, Palpatine did somehow tie her life force to Anakin to make sure that if Anakin ever oh, fully yeah. turned, Padme would not be around to turn him back. Like, that's a major upsetting Ooh. the apple cart of the story as we know it, but I think it might be done in a way that a lot of fans embrace. I like it. Sold. All right. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot. You made me think something. I know we got a couple more points to discuss here. It's. I don't know if they touched upon it in the panel. Does George Lucas have... Any conversations with Dave Filoni yeah. about this? I, Has he? Yeah. Because I, I, I know I, stuff's probably already written and recorded and mm-hmm. in the process of, I know it's coming on 2019 with animation. You have to have that great lead up time. So uh, I'd be curious to see if that is, emerges. Yeah, I could be incorrect. My understanding of the panel is it was a, hey, isn't it awesome that the Clone Wars were happened 10 years ago and they were great? And oh, by the way, bam. And then mm-hmm. mic drop. Gotcha. So I don't think... I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, and please feel free to tweet us if it was presented. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I feel like think it would it be everywhere I, it would if be a bigger it was addressed story. at all. Yeah. But. But. Right? Yeah. You, you got to imagine Filoni and Lucasfilm, uh, Lucasfilm, Lucas uh, went to Subway somewhere, shared a sandwich. <laughs> sure. And uh, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it. there's definitely going to be a. A, at least a big special thanks to George yeah. Lucas. Uh-huh. But he's George Lucas also likes to train uh, Padawans yes. or Padmes. Uh, and maybe it is really a, you are the master now. Yeah. You mm-hmm. go do with this as you will. I want to talk really quickly about Clone Wars being made now. Because if they had just finished it then, they would have finished the story. Mm-hmm. But now we have all this new Star Wars that could possibly be integrated. So do yeah. you want to see ideas that attach to the new movies or Rebels. You could see the Bendu pop up. We could see young Padawan Caleb Doom, right? Yes. Actually mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. Uh, we could see Galen and Lyra Urso on mm-hmm. Coruscant. Uh, I like that. You were joking about Dryden Voss, but Dryden Voss? If, there's a, if there's a Bounty Hunter episode, sure. Young yep. Cassian Andor. Kind of Ooh. endless connections. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. No, there's, that's a great list of names. Uh, I don't know which one stands out for you, Jennifer, but the Bendu. Caleb Doom, because it wouldn't, I don't think it would be a fun little cameo. Hera could be a younger Hera. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm up for some connections. Not over top, over the top, super connected. Yeah. Like the old belly song. Um, I, but a little spice along the way, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like that as well with the new with the new standalone films. I think it'd be great. Part of me wants it to tie into Solo with a Dryden Voss. Yeah. Because mm. a lot of people were like, eh, Solo is just is you know just a fluff piece. It doesn't have any, you know, what is it? It doesn't affect the canon. Right. Well, if you have Dryden Voss make an appearance, then it surely yeah. gives a new uh, mm-hmm. meaning to that film. So 
But I do like the idea of Galen and Lyra Urso. Yeah. I think that could be great. There's something I like about that, too. Yeah, right? Because it would make sense. Catalyst takes place during this time. Yeah. You know? In fact, they're, you know, they're, the book has the end of the Clone Wars yeah. happening right. during that time. Right. I don't need, like, a young Orson Krennic Galen Lyra <laughs> no. episode, but no. some kind no. of connection would be interesting. But, That'd like, yeah, you could have, if there is a Bounty Hunter episode, it could be on Takadana. Mm-hmm. It could be at Maz's Castle. Oh, here we go. I mean, that would All be... Right. That would be really, really interesting to see if yeah. that happens. Uh, I'm also just interested with Bendu, with World Between Worlds, with the whole yes. kind of Star Wars, uh, the poetry idea that clearly Lucas passed to Filoni. Yeah. If we're going to have any episodes that are more in the Mortis, mm. World Between Worlds kind of yeah. flavor, Yoda's final arc with the wills and whatnot. Ooh, yeah. I, again, only 12 episodes, but I would be disappointed if we didn't have one deep look into something like that. Yeah. 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 It's and, Filoni. He has to incorporate that in some way. Yeah, because yeah, in the know? end, that's what Rebels was about, right? Yeah. I mean, world between worlds, I would not have predicted that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Right. Just a kid stealing fruit, you know? Now we end up with all this stuff. So, uh, you know, we know Filoni likes that, understands it, gets that from George because George wants that stuff too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might give mm. Ahsoka some vision of the future that might tie back to where she's going later, all that stuff. Uh, this isn't about the actual creative show, but more our real world. What do we think this means for Lucasfilm fan relations? What Was that like one of the first things that occurred to you of just not, hey, we get to see this, but oh my, they did this. It's a big win. It's a big win. It's a misunderstood win in some corners. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you right now, if you're listening and you think, so glad Filoni did this. At some point, you got to walk down a hall, knock on Kathy Kennedy's office, and go, can I talk to you about an idea I had? You, that, that had to have happened. Yeah. She is in control. She's a boss, whether you like it or not. And I saw some people like, like this idea that Filoni did it, and she went, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That's, uh... So that was why, that's why I say it's misunderstood. But overall... I'll take the, 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 the piss and vinegar out of my, my, my mouth there. Uh, uh, she, uh, this, is, this is a win. This is a big, joyous wave, tidal wave of going over the fandom this past week. Yeah. Yeah, I could do a whole episode on this because I think it's complicated. If you go to the corners of the internet, you go to the Star Wars Facebook fan page, which people write a lot of negative comments there. And Stay oh, away from the corners! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what the most common con- co- uh, comment has been, besides fire Kathleen Kennedy and Disney sucks, is bring save the Clone Wars, bring it back. So by them bringing it back, I've gone back now, looked at these comments and people are like, yeah, see, finally Disney's doing something right. Uh, you better do it the way I want it. It, it, it kind of like pacifies the, the happy fans and the angry fans, right? Yeah. So it's good, for, it's good for everyone in that sense. But it is kind of complicated because it does feel like it's giving in to a certain subsection of fandom, or at least that's how they're interpreting it. So they're it. interpreting it. That's how they're interpreting it. Especially because the wording was uh, Clone Wars saved. Right. As opposed to Clone Wars returns. Yeah. And so I think when you're a creator like Dave Filoni, and he's getting these messages... Right. He's like, oh my gosh, great, thank you. Like this thing I've been working so hard on, like you love it too. But for the rest of us, what we've been seeing is a lot of negativity has stemmed from that. You know, similar to like the bring the bring the legends back, bring the EU back. It's kind of been in the same vein. Um, that's where I I had a little moment where I was like, oh boy, yeah, all right, this is going to be interesting. 
because now they're going to feel like that campaign was successful. So yeah, no, I, I think I think it's I, I I actually like having this part of the discussion because I don't I don't I think everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy, but you know this doesn't mean Chewie's going to be crushed by a moon. Yeah, right, know? right, exactly. <laughs> and thank God, exactly. Because yeah. I don't think Clone Wars saved to me. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about the details, Joseph, about yeah. what that campaign or that idea. I think it's saved from Cartoon Network, <laughs> saved yeah, from right. where it was before. And as Filoni, even in this panel, said, we didn't, this was ended without our choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's saved from that. Right. And Disney's part of what's saving it. Is what's, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I, and I, yeah, I, I didn't dive into the dark corners, but I did see like one tweet yeah. saying like, we've won X number of victories, the failure of Solo, the return of Clone Wars. And like, yeah, that, that's a real bummer because that is uh, leading with your hatred, which I don't mm-hmm. think is the message mm-hmm. of Star Wars. That said, I feel like this is a great triumph in that Disney is willing to listen to fans mm-hmm. when they ask politely and sometimes even to the fans who aren't asking very politely mm-hmm. because Disney is the one who are like, well, we're taking this over and we don't want all these legacy projects. We just want to shut everything down and restart. Mm-hmm. And here, Filoni, do Rebels. We respect you. We respect your work. So launch this for us. So I think the fact that Disney would come back and say like, oh, sure, mea culpa. Everybody loved that and we got our streaming service. Mm-hmm. Great. We'll come yeah. back and do it. That's really positive because it's saying, hey, we are willing to listen and it's also uh, you know in all things balanced because it's not an announcement that we heard some of you were really angry about the anime style of this one <laughs> image from resistance so yeah, you're right. right we're canceling it we're bringing it back right. clone wars permanently yeah. resistance is still happening and there'll still be some fans who don't like that and clone wars is also happening mm-hmm. balance and i think yes. that's a really good thing that is the reason that i think um when we're feeling anger, we should take a deep breath because I feel like Lucasfilm is showing again and again, we are trying to listen to all of our fans. We are a business. If we recognize that there are certain numbers, that's going to help. And I Mm -hmm. think that happened with Clone Wars. But we're also a creative business and we're going to create lots of different things under this big umbrella. And some of them are going to appeal to you and some of them are going to appeal to you. And that's great. Yeah. It goes to one of you, you know, you make a lot of great points. I love Joseph, but one of them that really pops in my head a lot is if Disney could just give us a slate of some kind, yeah, an event at El Capitan where you know and you have this salad bar of ideas yes. coming, then you can not, you're just naturally not going to lead with your hate. All right, you might have a little bit of the Clone Wars and ah, we did it, but you can focus on Clone Wars. Uh, I can focus on resistance or, you know, I, you know, this and that. And I think that's important. I hope they do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people need to understand, like you said, they, they want to make us fans happy because then we watch these things. We buy the merchandise. It works out for everyone. They're giving us a Padme book for people that wanted that. They're giving right. us Clone Wars. So I think people need to understand that they are coming from a place of good yeah. and want, want fans to be be content. And yeah. If campaigns work. I am really getting going on that Rise of Chief Chirpa campaign. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start, start that. Start that. <laughs> Not a whole movie, org. but I do. I want a novel that's all written in uh, Ewok. Ewok. You don't, don't even know what it means. You have to decipher the code. I like it. I would it. take it. I would take it. <laughs> Speaking of wild and absurd predictions to wrap up our conversation about our excitement for Clone Wars saved, Clone Wars returned, we want to end with something fun. So, what is our most wild, absurd prediction? For the return of the Clone Wars. Mm. Well, you said fun, but I, I go on dark and menacing. I think <laughs> I think the father, son, and the daughter, you know, she's, you know, in a different form. I think you're gonna get them back in some way. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't even think that's that wild. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but I mean good. that's just that's the one where, you know, we're the Rex and this and that. 
I think the fact that they showed up in Rebel, Rebels, uh, Dave's, they're on Dave's mind. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. There have been so many things that I would have never predicted about the Clone Wars, which is why I love it. And I hope that it goes to wild and weird places with new characters. Yeah. Do you want Ewoks or Ewoks too, too special? Do you um, want somebody to crash land onto Endor? I'll take it. But I want something new. Give us a new Ewok. Wow. You know? Give wow. us a new type of murder bear. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Straight from Jennifer Landis, she wants a new kind of murder animal. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. My wildest prediction is that the uh, long-held theory that Jar Jar is secretly the Sith Lord behind oh everything will be realized in the final shot. I wow. like that. Of I the lo- Clone Wars. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that. That's good. And we can maybe finally get that Wu-Hair episode where he's, his family is <laughs> tortured by by, you know, attacked by droids. Yeah, that would be great. Wow. Well, but it's back. So back and so great. We'll find out. Joseph, great discussion on Clone Wars. Uh, so glad you you let us through there. So uh, when is, this comes out with the streaming service in December 2019, right? I think mm-hmm. that's the, all we've got is the, the vague fall of 2019. Fall. Okay, yeah, I've said December. That's episode nine. So, wow. Woo. December, fall 2019 <laughs> into winter 2019. Yeah. Just, it's going to be a lot. No, catch, your, a lot. catch your Star Wars breath now. Yeah, we need this break because next year, oh boy. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be talking more about the Clone Wars, I'm sure. Uh, we're also going to be, I'm sure, we're going to try to watch it again, dive in, and you guys can go along for the ride. And if you haven't really taken the dive into Clone Wars, now is the time. And we'll have more on that here in Force Centers. We, uh, you know, just collectively and individually kind of dig back in as well. And I'm going to reread at least the first chapter of that Ahsoka novel. (laughs) Now let's go to our audience questions. We like to take questions from you. We'll tell you at the end of the show where you can submit your questions. Uh, Let's dive in. Adam J. Taylor from the Facebook group says, Would you be okay with Snoke coming back in Episode 9? And in what form would you find it most believable? And I think that's a great sub question there, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snoke and Nine. I think I think he will be back, in, and I think that it would be in the form of like his voice taunting mm. Kylo Ren mm. in some way, pushing him further, and basically saying you're you know you're you're not worthy, you're nothing, propelling Kylo into some sort of action. Mm. Where he proves his worth. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah, I think uh, I don't want him to come back as a major presence. I don't want him to survive. You know, I think uh, you know Maul got cut in half to prove he was dead. That wasn't enough. So then Ryan Johnson <laughs> did the close up of his yeah. just brutalized yeah. face with the tongue hanging out, flies right. buzzing around like he's dead. He's dead. No robot legs are going to save this guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I I would be happy to have the character actually uh, perished because I think it makes Kylo's journey more interesting. But I would be interested in some kind of haunting. Mm-hmm. Yes. If he did do some sort of uh, dark force magic, if you go to a certain place or have a certain object, some little bit of his soul is in there that that can do taunt a haunting and a taunting, a haunting, <laughs> a haunting and a taunting, and a taunting. but like not fully there, not fully present. Uh, the fact that Snoke isn't full Sith means he's got access to maybe some ideas and methods, and uh, you know, Sith aren't generally associated. Not a lot of Sith ghosts, yeah. around, right? So I do like this idea that was touched upon in the. The, uh, the design books, the art of uh, books uh, that uh, Luke might have had. Uh, it would be like some kind of fight on another plane of existence, a spiritual battle. Mm. I could see something there like that. I, I, like you, though, just I don't want Snoke. And, I, and Jennifer, I think you agree to it. We don't want Snoke back in any kind of major way. 
I think, you know, uh, you know, tying him in a little bit to not that we're going to get the answers in nine, but to Palpatine and Sidious, uh, you know, like how maybe there's some kind of, as they quote, wrap up all nine movies. I wouldn't mind it in that kind of form. But Ghost Luke fighting Ghost Snoke isn't the most uh, horrible thing in my brain. No, hmm. no. Uh, next question. Uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, this is from Bill Hartke. Also from the Facebook group, he says, if you were to be reincarnated into a Star Wars creature, what would you hope to be? Wow. If you come on back, I'm going to assume Jennifer's answer, but I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) So, Joseph, where you go? Yeah, in tribute to the Clone Wars, I want to be a Zillow beast. Oh. I want to be a large... Well, because my mind went to, like, yeah. a lot of the beasts uh, of burden, is they're called, they're, you know, I, I don't know if I need Jedi jumping on and off my back and kicking yeah. me in the face and yeah. cutting my horns off with lightsabers. Zillow Beast is very hard to hurt. Yes. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'd live a nice long life as yes. a Zillow Beast. Interesting. Mm. Jennifer? Well, now I don't know. I was going to say a Kowakian monkey li- lizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because I think it'd be a lot of fun. Like right. Comedy would be had. But for some reason, a hapabore came into my mind, <laughs> and I don't know why. Suddenly, I guess I just want to like lounge around and drink water. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to do nothing. I, for whatever reason, why? went to a bantha. Oh, which we're I, similar. I hate the heat, but I figure they don't mind the heat, right. and they've got a relatively easy existence. Other than I'm sure crack dragons probably attack them and eat them. <laughs> No, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but yeah, I was some kind of nice grazing animal. Go over Naboo with the, what are the shocks? The shacks. Oh, yeah. yes. The butt cows. The, the butt, butt cows. cows. That might be something good. And then eventually hang out with Anakin and Padme for a while. That's not bad. Oh, yeah. That be a part nice. of that romance. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Bill, we love those weird questions. Over on our Patreon page, we like to take a couple questions each episode. We got Lyndon Burton the second. Is that what I see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Great. You've come to the right place, Lyndon. Uh, I started with the movies, then went to Clone Wars. I was kind of a kid in the late 90s, being born in 1994, so the prequels were my childhood. Hey, imagine that. They're for another generation. Um, But I love everything uh, Star Wars. I started reading the books, but I want to read the comics. Where should I start? I just don't know where to begin. I'm a huge superhero comics guy, so I know how comics can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Well, we get this question a lot on Twitter and everything, and sometimes I just can't, I see it way late and we can't answer it directly. So this is a good spot, Joseph, yeah. to answer this directly. Yeah, yeah. So you've been collecting since the beginning, pretty much, Ken. Yes, uh, yes. But I, I've only been getting caught up by buying the cheaper bundles yeah. whenever they go on sale on Comixology. And right. uh, I think you probably have the deepest insight because you've been along the whole time. But I'll just say for myself, I think just buying uh, one of those, there's so many great five issue runs. Mm-hmm. I think that Lando comic is great. Mm. I think the Han comic is great. Shattered Empire is great. So if you just want to dip your toe in, you can go in pretty cheap on Comixology and just try out one of those things. And they're not as uber connected as superhero comics. Right. Like you can just read one of those and go, do I like that? Do I like that writer? I'll find mm. the, uh, the other ones by that writer. Much easier to do than your standard comic book. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Jennifer. I agree. I've been able to like pick up things here and there. I like Shattered Empire, Doctor Afra, and it makes it so easy just to dive in and enjoy these stories. And yeah, you can dive in further if you want to. But I mean, I defer to you, Ken. I think Shattered Empire is an interesting starting point for a lot of people. It gets characters you know and love, and, and it's after the events of Return of the Jedi. It's an easy starting point. I still think if you're someone like like Lyndon, who I think is 
aware of the big overwhelming nature of comics and you want to dive in, I would suggest to go to the actual Star Wars line in issue one mm. and really get it going there because things start to spring out. The Vader line right. um, springs out. The first Vader line, which is great. Uh, Dr. Affer, you mentioned, like that all starts to peel off from that. Mm. So I think maybe go to the Genesis. But if you're looking for just a series, like Joseph said, I think Shattered Empire, the first Lando series is really good. Um, I would, I would, I would go back and give the Leia one a try again. I, that wasn't my favorite, yeah. Um, but it's got some great stuff in it. The Han one, same, same too. It wasn't my favorite, but it's got some great stuff in it. That's why I still say go, go to the Star Wars mainline. Start with issue one, and I want you to, you know, get to uh, Vader Down, which was the first big, big super arc, I guess. Yeah, that Vader Down is great. I yeah. think. Absolutely. Uh, so let us know how it goes, Lyndon. Let us know how it goes. Thomas Shalon says, if you had to work for slash serve one of the three crime syndicates or criminal organizations we've seen solo, which would you choose? The White Worm Gang, Crimson Dawn, or the Pikes? As a bonus, I guess you could toss in the huts, but that's not my answer. Jennifer, <laughs> where are you going to go? I love this question. And immediately I went to Crimson Dawn because I could wear great dresses yeah. <laughs> to eat delicious food, hobnob with, you know, who will eat, be on a yeah. yacht. Absolutely. Done. Uh, I don't know. It might be a clean sweep. We'll see here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to go with Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Scrum Rats is the live in the sewer and compete uh, for uh, dominance. Not yeah. not fun. Uh, the Pikes just Quay's mucus alone. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be dealing with Quay's mucus, even yeah. if I'm high up in the organization. <laughs> Crimson Dawn, we've seen they hire entertainers. My oh, beloved oh, vet weirdo, yes. Lilo Primak. I feel like maybe, maybe... I could have a very dangerous job of trying to do stand-up for Dryden Voss. Incredibly dangerous job. Oh my Maybe gosh. podcasts. Maybe record podcasts with Dryden I Voss. I think he'd appreciate it. <laughs> I think Dryden is one of those guys that you probably, there's a reason some people liked hanging around him, you know? Yeah. We've yeah. all had some of those bosses in your life. You're like, uh, not my favorite, but you get him at a party. He's inter- he's entertaining. <laughs> Charming. Charming. I could see you like a James Bond character sitting at the bar drinking your martini. <laughs> That'd be a really space cool. Martini? I would yeah. like that. I would like that, except yeah. for the crime and murder part. Besides that, I would <laughs> love it. Yeah, Crimson Dawn out of these three is, is my right. answer. Because even if you throw in the huts, grimy, dirty, Jabba's Palace seems there's like a low three star hotel. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, get maid service. Come on, yeah, get absolutely. a cleaning service. Just see yeah. what Han and Kira went uh, in, in in the um, you know in most wanted. Not not my favorite. Uh, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, Crimson Dawn. Clean sweep. Great question, Thomas, Lyndon, Bill, Adam. We appreciate it. Here is where you can contact us for questions on Twitter, Force Center Pod, Facebook pages, Force Center Podcast. We have a website, Force Center uh, Force and not questions, but you can get our T-shirts at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Tweet us your merch picks, and we'll reshare them. Podcast is available in a lot of spots. Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And, of course, don't forget patreon.com slash Force Center, Joseph. That is right. You can go right there and uh, help us keep the podcast running. We recently recorded that commentary for The Last Jedi that was made possible by unlocking that goal on Patreon, and we are building to a goal of doing commentary for all the movies. So if you're interested, please support us. Even $1 or $2 a month makes a big difference at patreon.com slash center. Good stuff. That is a supersized edition post-Comic-Con. 
you know that we had a lot to say, a lot to talk about. And we could have talked about the Padme novel for 50 minutes. We could have talked about <laughs> Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Clone Wars was the highlight today, as it should be. So thanks for joining us. And thanks for uh, sharing your knowledge, as always, Jennifer Landa. Yeah, you can follow my adventures on Twitter and Instagram and my Facebook page, at Jennifer Landa. And, of course, my YouTube channel, where I post Star Wars videos, youtube.com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. And Mr. Joseph Scrimshaw, it was an honor to share the comedy stage with you this past Friday at Comic-Con. And as always, you make up the show here with Jennifer and me. And uh, it is an honor to hear your insight. But I want the people to find out more of your insight. Oh, well, thank you. And Ken, you and Josh killed at that. Oh, uh, you're hosting the show. It was great. I took some pictures backstage. I'll try to oh, share good, them. Good, of, good. Uh, yes, the, the joy in your eyes as you yeah. performed for the crowd. It was great. It was an amazing experience. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw. If you are in the Los Angeles area and want to see some comedy, my monthly comedy show, Game Night, is coming up this Friday. I mentioned in particular because uh, Tony Thaxton, the ah. gentleman who wrote all of our uh, new theme songs, uh, is going to be on the show doing some live, funny Star Wars songs. So come check that out. Information on that and all my other stuff is on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. Always a great show. Check uh, me out at Cadnapsock. That includes Instagram TV, my daily motivations. We'll get back up and running. Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, it's hard to do motivations when you're hungover at nine in the morning. <laughs> so that is it. We'll be back next week. A lot of cool things coming here in Force Center. We appreciate y'all being along for the ride.